New Directions for Women presents From Addiction to Recovery, Inspirational Stories of Courage. My name is Kitty and I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. I was born in rural Louisiana um, and moved to New Orleans when I was three. I'm the youngest of three girls and my mom kind of ducked out of our lives when I was a, a young child, around three, so it was my two sisters and I and my dad. And I had a great childhood, I really did. I went to a really great school. It was all girls and I loved it and really thrived there. And my sisters and I were extremely close, extremely close to my dad. And I was a pretty good kid, you know? I was a great kid um, in high school, did really well in school, loved school, um, worked really hard and had you know a really good time. Um, when I was a very young child, about five, I experienced some abuse in my family, and that you know kind of stuck with me for a long time. I didn't tell anyone, I didn't talk about it, but it very much informed who I was. So all of the doing really well in school and being kind of the perfect kid was a way to sort of distract from what I knew and the feelings that it made me feel about who I was and what that meant. And so on the outside, I had to be this, you know, like cheerleader, perfect, not really a cheerleader, I was not a cheerleader, but this kind of perfect kid that never did anything wrong and um, kind of the savior of my family for a long time. And then when I was in college, I, um, I was having some health problems with my stomach and I got prescribed pain pills. and. Up until that point, I didn't really do drugs. I didn't, you know, experiment all that much as a, you know, adolescent or young adult. And but the minute that I found pain pills and they were prescribed to me, I was like, this is the answer to all of my problems because all of the stuff that all of the emotions that I was keeping inside and not talking about the pain pills made that go away. And I could be this what I felt like very very like high functioning you know, um, person who could just, it made the emotions easier to swallow and easier to deal with. And so I just, I fell in love from day one and it got pretty bad. You know, I started overtaking them very quickly. It wasn't a long progression. It was bam, you know, and it was off to the races. And I became a very heavy pain pill addict and I hit it I pulled off hiding it for not very long because my downhill spiral was really pretty fast and I went to treatment for the first time at age 23 um, and I won't mention the name of the place out of you know whatever but it it wasn't founded in AA it was kind of this um, I don't even know what it was but I learned nothing I had a great month-long vacation got out, stayed sober for like two weeks and went back to using pain pills really heavily and that ended pretty much the same way. You know, my family kind of came to me and was like, Kitty, it's time for you to go get some help again. I did and that was the first time that I was exposed to AA. Gratefully, I wasn't really ready to hear the message but the treatment center that I went to did share it with me and so I tried again to get help and um, that didn't last long and then my dad uh, died which was really hard because he was kind of the 
one really stable thing in my life and um, he got really sick and it was a really traumatic time for my family and myself. Um, you know, unfortunately where I was in my addiction at that time, like I wasn't able to be there to help them and I was just a mess, you know, a, just a disaster. And after he died, things, I got pretty bad again, went back to treatment. I've been to a lot of treatment centers um, and some of which are, you know, the best in the country supposedly, but um, I didn't stay sober after I went for the third time and I I just wasn't ready to do what I needed to do and I things hadn't gotten bad enough for me, you know, and so after that treatment center I started using heroin and that was the first time, you know, that's my pain pills escalated into heroin as it often does with people, but um, and that's when things started to get just horrific and I was isolated from my friends and family. I had no friends. I wasn't talking to my family, my sisters who were my truest and deepest friends in this world. I had no relationship with them and I was dating this guy and it was just all bad and you know we ended up you know living out of hotels and just things that I never thought that would happen to me or that I was capable of doing. I never thought my life would look like that and it very much did and I heard people say all the time like you haven't done that yet or you're you know those things haven't happened yet and I never believed that they would for me but they certainly did in ways that you know I couldn't have even imagined or dreamt of and what brought me to New Directions for Women was God certainly it wasn't me and I found myself in a hotel room just left with really two options I thought and one was I'm gonna kill myself and this is all gonna be over because it's too painful and too lonely and that sounded like a pretty good option but then something inside of me was like I need to call for help one more time like I, I need to give this a shot or me myself a shot one more time and I did I called my mom and I said I need to go I'm ready to go and I randomly googled you know treatment centers in Southern California and found New Directions website I loved the fact that it was all women I went to an all-girls school like I said and I just think that truly beautiful things can happen when women come together to help each other and so that really attracted me to it and I was in this sort of you know days really but I was like okay there it's where I'm going I'm just gonna do it a couple of days later I was on a plane and then I was here and um, I can't even express how my life has changed since that happened. You know, I really can't. I'm so grateful that this is where I ended up. That was certainly a God thing. I mean, I would have gone really anywhere. I was so desperate, but this sort of met some of the criteria that I wanted and it just something about it. I was like, this is it. And it certainly was. I've my, my life has changed dramatically since I walked in those doors. I'm employed. I have a bed and a closet full of clothes, not that many, but enough to get through. And my relationships with my family are just dramatically better. And I'm going to see my sister for Thanksgiving and her three-year-old little boy, and I haven't seen them in a really long time. And I talk to my mom every day. And 
I have friends today, I have a community, I have a program, I have an amazing sponsor, and I think that it was just like a combination of things why it has worked for me this time. One of which is just where I was in my journey, certainly, like you have to get to this place of willingness and that usually takes some pretty deep beat downs and I certainly had that. Um, but it was also, and I think the God part of it was that I ended up in New Directions for Women and the amazing things that happened to me there that I saw happen there and the healing and the love in that place. And again, I've been to many a treatment center in my journey and um, this one, I've never felt more truly cared about than I did here and still do. I go back every week for alumni, I, I won't miss it. Um, I'm still very much friends with and in touch with the women that I went through treatment with and every time I walk back on that property it's with a sense of deep gratitude and true kind of humility and just wonder at, I mean that place is sacred ground to me, it really is. It saved my life, it saved the lives of my family, it saved my relationships with myself, with God, with the people that I love and I wouldn't, I mean I would do anything for that place and I, I hope to continue to go back there for as long as I live really. I'm just tremendously grateful for the people, for the program and for what this place enabled me to do for myself. My mom and dad got divorced when I was three and she was decided that we would live with my dad and she was always sort of, she was always in my life um, but you know sort of from the outskirts and she wasn't a part of my daily existence really um, and that was the way it was for quite some time and I've it's kind of hard to explain how it all has worked out the way that it did it's kind of a beautiful story really but I had to sort of over time come to a place where I was willing to accept what she had to offer which turns out to be a tremendous amount you know she um, she has been on this journey especially my journey of addiction through the whole process every step of the way in healthy ways and in unhealthy ways in um, you know she's enabled me a, a lot <laughs> she will say so herself and I have took advantage of that for a long time but as I've gotten healthier and our relationship has gotten healthier it's just this and I've my willingness to forgive her and to go through that process of you know understanding that she and so am I are very much just human and we make mistakes and we hurt the people we love the most that's often the way that this works and so through this healing process of mine our relationship has taken turns that I really never thought was possible I mean we talk on the phone every morning at the same time and some of that is because you know, she still needs to know that I'm alive and okay every day. <laughs> and that's fine. I will happily do that considering what I put that poor woman through. But it's it's less about that now as just, how was your day yesterday? This is what I did. You know, very mother-daughter in, in healthy, fun, 
friendly way that is beautiful. I mean, she is my best, one of my best friends today by far. And I don't call her for money and I don't call her for, you know, to save me out of the latest disaster that I've self-created. But I, I talk to her every day just about her life, about mine. And when I saw her, I don't know when that was, about a couple of months ago, it was just beautiful. I mean, because she wasn't worried, I wasn't worried. It was just we could be together and enjoy each other for the people that we are and nurture this new relationship that we have now. And I never thought that would ever happen if you asked me when I was 10 years old. I mean, if I had the ability to conjure up such a scenario, which I didn't, but you know, if I, if someone had asked me if my relationship with my mother would ever look the way that it does today, I would never have been able to even believe or hope that it would be as good and as rewarding as it is. What makes this time different is, again, I think some of it was just where I was in my life and in my addiction and the places that that took me. And, but also just, I guess I got to a point where finally I was actually willing to do what people suggested that I, ha that I do. I mean, this isn't the first time that I've gotten these suggestions, like get a sponsor, go to me, you know, all of that stuff. I've heard that before, but what feels different to me is that there hasn't been a single thing that someone suggested that I wasn't like, yes, I will absolutely do it. And some of that is because I'm afraid. In the beginning, it started out as fear of going back to what my life looked like then or when I was in my active addiction, I just didn't want to go back there and I'd do anything finally. I got to that place, I'll do anything you tell me, I swear I will, I will. But now, as time has progressed, it's less about fear and more about joy of what those things have brought into my life that, you know, they say don't quit before the miracle happens and usually I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make any sense, I don't know what you mean, but now I know what everyone means by that because I wouldn't trade the things that I have in my life now for anything in the world. And it's not tangible things. Like I don't, I still don't have a car. I, you know, it's like my life is still a little bit, um, you know, I don't, arrested, I guess. My development into adulthood is a little um, stinted, but you know, like those aren't the things that matter. Like the things that matter are the community of women that I have around me, my family, the just, willingness to be able to sit in my own skin and be co at complete peace and not, you know, afraid of what I might do or afraid of who I am. I'm not afraid of who I am today. I am actually kind of enjoying who that is and learning who that is for the first time. And that is a tremendous thing to be able to say that I, I never thought that I could feel the way that I feel about who I am and what my life looks like and just the contentment at what it is and just how it is and not be wanting more and not be, you know, wishing that things were different. I don't wish that anything was different today. Like it is so beautiful in the small things and in the just serenity that I have that I just, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I really wouldn't. I think that 
it was very difficult for me to believe that I was worth a better life or that I was that it, that that was even possible for me and so when I asked for help it was out of just complete and utter desperation and I had to just kind of take a leap of faith that maybe one day I would believe that I was worth it and that was really hard but I think that for people who are out there still struggling the important thing is like you don't have to do this by yourself you have other people that will love and care about you until you are able to do it on your own and we're never really capable to do it on our own right like we need the love and support of people in our life but I know that for me in my active addiction that paralyzing just absolute terrifying loneliness that I experienced I don't have to feel that way today and I think for people still struggling what I would say would be you don't have to do it by yourself like we are here people are here to lift you up and that is the beauty of this program and the people in it and it's I you never have to be alone ever again for the rest of your life if you just take that small risk to say I can't I can't do it I can't do it by myself because I definitely couldn't if you or a loved one are suffering from addiction please call our caring admissions counselors today at 1-800-93-WOMEN that's 1-800-939-6636